1: I want to talk about the law of the kingdom, which is faith. Father, thank you for your word and the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us this day. It's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: We all know about laws. Every nation has laws. Laws are in place in every nation, in every kingdom, uh, if we will call them kingdoms, uh, for the good of the people, for the good of the sovereign, or the good of the people. Um, If if we lived in a lawless society, we would not like it. It Seems like America is about to go toward a lawless society, but God is in control. Mm. Uh, The definition of a law. Is that which is laid down, ordained, or established a rule or method according to which phenomenon or action or actions coexist or follow each other. Um, It's also described or 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 defined
0: in this terms. It's generic in a generic sense. Law is laws or law is a body of rules or actions or
1: conduct prescribed by controlling authority and having binding legal force. So that's why if you speed and the policeman stop you, you get a ticket has binding legal force. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Law is a solemn expression of the will of the supreme power of the state. Now, so then, when
0: laws are enacted in the United States— And you deal with sovereign, and we don't, in the United States, we're a democracy. There is no sovereign. The president is not sovereign. He he does not sovereignly rule. That's why, you know, you look at people, and they blame the president for what's happened. And it's not the president's fault. No, because the president of the United States is not sovereign. You know, you see
1: all of these gas, when the gas prices started going up, the Republicans immediately start putting things around, blame Joe Biden. It's not Joe Biden's fault
0: that the gas prices are
1: going up. Gas prices are going up around the world. Joe Biden is not sovereign. He is an elected official. So he doesn't make the rules. When President Obama was president, a lot of people wanted so much stuff to happen for black people in the United States, and now we had a black president. They don't, people, for some reason, don't realize that the president is not sovereign. He does not have supreme power. You know, and I, how we can get this to, in the minds of people, I don't understand, uh, because some people are just disconnected until it's something that they want, and then they want things to happen immediately. But in the United States, we are the sovereign power, the people. That's why you have the right to vote. And in the in the Constitution, I believe, it, or dec- one of them says, we the people you know, because we vote on the laws. Congress may, may, may uh, the bills may go through Congress. Your lobbyists. There's a whole lot of stuff that go through this process, but things go back to the people, and we have to understand the power that is invested in us as
0: people. That's why you need to vote. You need to exercise your right in this democracy. I don't care whether you think things are not working right or not. You
1: need to vote. And you need to be knowledgeable of the things that's going on in society so you know how to vote. You know what's gonna happen because a whole lot of people with our school boards, uh the whole lot of parents that that are pushing this 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 uh, what is this thing? They don't want you talking about slavery and what have you. What it, Critical race theory. Yeah, they're fighting against it, so they're running for school board. So, so, so they're going to be elected because all you see is parent running for school board. But, but they're going to be there. Are going to be some serious things that should be taught that are not going to be taught. And you know, it's it's kind of a, a with with the United States and everything that's going on in the United States. There's a lot of stuff that 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 you just can't deal with political parties on because no political party is a Christian political party. But we have to understand that power in the United States rests in the people, not in the president, not in the Congress. If, if we have a congressman that's not doing what he said or she said he would do, then we have the right to vote them out of office. So we have to exercise that right. And we can't just vote in the national elections. We have to vote in the midterm elections. We have to vote throughout the year, whenever there are elections. We have to be involved in the process. So when you're not involved, it's no sense in you complaining about anything because you have abdicated your right as part of the sovereign rule of the United States of America to cast your, 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 your ballot. Well, in the kingdom of God, God has laws. Now, the difference in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the United States is that God is sovereign. Amen? We don't vote. We don't don't vote on this Bible. We don't vote on what God has said. You know, God is sovereign. He makes the rules. And, of course, the rules are going to glorify him. Everything God has said in his word will glorify him, but they will also bless us if we submit to them. See, you know, God is not an arbitrary ruler. God is is love. God loves his creation. God loves his people. So everything God has put in place is for our benefit. Even though many times we may not feel like it when we're going through different things in our lives, things don't always feel good, you know. And sometimes it may seem like God has forgotten about us, but rest assured that God has not forgotten about us. First of all, first of all, uh, he's given us his word. So then when we think that when we're going through something and we pray and it doesn't seem like God is answering us, what we need to do is check ourselves and go back to the word. What has God said in his word? You see, (laughs) God watches over his word to perform his
0: word. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he watches over. He said his word will not return to him void. I quote that all of the time. That's one of my favorite scriptures. That's a scripture that I stand on. His
1: word does not return to him void. It accomplishes what he desires. So then, when we pray, we don't necessarily need to hear God speak to us. We got the word. Now, of course, that requires us working, and maybe we don't want to work. Amen, walls. Am I is anybody in this building besides me? (laughs) All right, let me hear something out of you. Praise the Lord. The part of some of our problems is we don't want to work. We do everything else except dig through the scriptures and find the promises of God and stand on them. Amen. Because God has already spoken. We sang there's a song that says God said it, that settles it. But that's just a song. What has God said? How do I know what God has said? I got to get in this word. Amen? Now, Holy Spirit is going to bring back to my remembrance the things that God has said, but, but, but he can't bring to my remembrance what's not there. Amen? And just because you hear something doesn't mean that it's ingrained in your spirit. That's why you have to do more than just Hear it on Sunday. You got to get in the Word and dig into it. Well, God's law. God's law, the sovereign rule that God has put in place, is the law of faith. This Scripture says, and I and I and I and I, and I love it. I love the way it said it when it asked the question. Well, verse twenty-seven. Where then is boasting? It is excluded because, because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. So so, so we're not under works, and, and I'm, I'm not dealing with the, the, the whole of this scripture, but it deals with us living by faith and being justified by faith. And remember, I said God is very deliberate. He's a deliberate God, and he expects us to be deliberate about our faith in him. The law that requires faith. Faith is not optional for the Christian. Faith is not something that we just talk about and then when we get in difficult situations, we start worrying. No. Faith is required. So in the heat of the battle, faith is required. So when David is going up against Goliath, he says in faith that the God that I serve will deliver you in my hand. Goliath is bigger than David. The whole Israelite army is afraid of Goliath. David is just a little shepherd boy. Sometimes you feel like you feel very small in the face of your problems but remember God's law requires faith. It requires faith. It requires faith. Okay. Now uh, this is the law that God has put in place and he puts his law in place Uh Uh, It is a sovereign expression of his will for his kingdom, all right? His laws are a phenomenon, a method by which actions coexist or follow each other. God's law has binding legal force, binding legal force, (laughs) In, 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 in the Well, in the earth world, in God's kingdom, his law has binding legal force. God is not going to violate his law. He's not. That's why we can say what God said he will perform. God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Amen? God's law binds him. What God has said in his word, God is bound by what he said because he's not a liar. He's not. So then his law has binding legal force. So so, so when I was going through, I said, Lord, you said," I didn't say it, Lord. I, I, nah, you don't fly in God's face because God can do whatever he wants to do. But his word, amen, his law has binding legal force. I said, God, you wouldn't have healed me the first time for this cancer to come back. But if it came back, it had to come back for a reason. So God wanted to show his mighty power. Amen. And I said, God, you said." it. Amen. I would go to the scripture. Amen. And sometimes I would, when I started, I would misquote it. I said, no, I got to quote this right. I go back to the scripture and I read the scripture and I pray the scripture and I say, God, you said." it. My goodness. You know, are you Are you listening? His law has binding legal force. Amen. Amen. So so his laws are not arbitrary. His laws are intentional. Why would Jesus say what he said? He said what he said because he, he said also that I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And how am I going to have the abundant life except I know what he said and I appropriate what he said in my life because attacks are going to come. Amen. Bishop Will Post sent me a message one day and it's just a scripture that says, God will not give you over to the will of your enemies. I want to say to you today, I don't care what you're going through, God will not give you over to the will of your enemies. Now stop thinking about people. Because remember this, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So whoever you might be upset with in your life, that's not your enemy. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the... uh, uh, rulers of the doctors of this world, against a spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly realm. So take your mind off of people and remember, God, remember that you have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God said he will not give you over to the will of your enemy. Satan's will is to kill you. Satan's will is to steal from you. Satan's will is to destroy you. But God. But God. (laughs) That doctor looked at me when he told me what is when I had the CT scan. And it's not that I don't care. It's not that I'm insensitive. But he thought I was going to break down. And I'm like, In my mind, why am I going to break down? God is really, and when I say God is in control, I believe God is in control. And let me say this. You know, this scripture talks about us being justified by faith. I may have to come back and preach the rest of this later because I don't think I'm going the way I got this outline. But let me just say this. The Bible says we are justified by our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know that that does not give us a license to go out and sin. But also, it does say to us, if we think about the fact that God remembers our frame, God knows our frame and remembers that we are dust, God knows that we, we're not going to do everything right. But we are covered under the blood of Jesus. We live under blood covenant. We're not justified because we do everything right. We've all sinned, the scripture says, and we've all fallen short of God's glory but we are yet justified. God put this in place. God sent Jesus to die on the cross. Amen. God came to earth in human form, in Jesus, took our place in death so that he could rightfully forgive us. And Satan could not bring a legal charge against God. So then don't don't let the devil play with your mind. Say, well, you didn't do this right, and God punishing you for this. You didn't do that right, God punishing you for this. I'm not giving us a license to go out of sin. I'm just saying what the word of God says. Because, you see, what Satan wants to do is he wants to undermine this law that requires what? If he can undermine your faith, then he gets you thinking all kinds of negative thoughts. We're citizens of the kingdom of God, amen? Faith is the law of the kingdom of God, amen? Faith is that established principle, that law that has binding legal force, the supreme will of God that God put in place to ensure that you and I, his subjects, have a right to life, to liberty, and to property, to ownership. That's why laws are in place. That's what God put in place in this kingdom. For us. Amen. Am I losing, y'all? So then, certain things are going to automatically flow when you're in faith. So that's why it's so important for us to stay in faith. And you can't stay in faith if you don't bring your mind in. You have to bring your mind in. Well, anyhow, <laughs> because you see, your mind is running here. Your mind is. Am I talking to anybody? Things happen on your job. Your mind goes to that. You know, things happen in your home. Your mind goes to that. Things happen with your children. You bring your mind back in, because you got to operate in faith. You know. Before there is doing, there is thinking. Amen. This mind, the devil fights his battle in your mind. So you can't be up here talking about, well, I'm doing this. You can, I can come and preach and be out of faith. Are you hearing me? I can preach what's on the paper and not be in faith. I can sing on the praise team, play the keyboards, usher at the door, and not be in faith. Because my mind has taken me out of faith. So i got to come back in faith, and I've got to live by faith because this law requires faith. So don't say, well, I'm doing this so I'm in faith. Well, I came to church because I believe God. Well, you better believe him because you might have came to church because it was the right thing to do. He said, well, at least I came. No, my faith says I need to be in the house of worship. My faith says I need to worship my God. My faith pushes me that even though my body is tired, even though my body may be afflicted, I am in the house of worship when I'm supposed to be there, and I am giving God praise. I'm giving God glory. I'm giving God honor because of my faith. Whew. Yeah. Oh. Glory to God. hmm So this law of faith is his supreme will for us. God wants us to live by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, not by sight, not by thought, by faith. The just shall live by faith. Ooh, yeah, by faith, by faith. Oh, he put the principle, the law of faith into effect and told us what we need to do in life and told us that what we need to do in life, how we need to live in life can be obtained through faith. And this works for anybody that will work it. You're going through something. Lately, the people I've been praying for, when they're sick or something, I take them to Matthew 18 and 19. And I said, well, I'm going to pray for you, but do you believe? Is this, I said, what, what is it that you want God to do? And do you believe God will do it? Because I got to have faith. There's no sense to be reading the scripture and having a head knowledge, but don't believe that God will do it. So when Jesus said, if any two of you agree on earth, where are we? on earth. Now, what do you need God to do for you? Find you just one person. All you need is one other person. Agree. Ask the Lord. Because he said, anything you ask. Now, of course, he he wants you to, don't ask for somebody else's husband now or somebody else's wife. (laughs) We're talking to believers. So anybody watching me on Facebook, that wasn't for you all. That was for people watching me on Facebook. He said, my father would do what? Do it. Do it. He said, my father will. That's what Jesus said. So this works for people who will work it. The problem is we don't work it. We got to work it. You got to work it. And you got to, when you're working it, you can't see God working. You just got to work it
0: and wait on God to do the manifestation. Because you believe God is going to do it. And you cast down every imagination, every argument, because the devil will put
1: up arguments. Amen. The devil will, will, will raise arguments. Amen. In your mind as to why things are not happening. You stay in faith. Say, God, you said. Now, now God didn't give you a time frame. He just said it. But remember, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And you got to remember this. And I'm not saying it's going to take God 40 years to do what he said he was going to do. But for 40 years, the Israelites were in the, in, in the desert and the wilderness. And the Bible says that the, the shoes didn't get too small. The shoes didn't wear out and the clothes didn't get too small. You see, in the, in, in the in-between time, things may not be just like you want them to be, but you got to remember who's sustaining you. In the in-between time, Hallelujah, because God is going to do what he said he was going to do. Hallelujah. You just got to believe that faith is the law. Faith is the law. Faith is the law. Amen. How does faith work? Faith works by, 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 by believing. Faith works by claiming. Faith works by speaking and standing on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Not only must you believe it, you got to speak this word. You got to claim the promise for yourself, and you got to speak it. We know the scripture that says you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. Amen. So in the midst of what you're going through, watch what's come out of your mouth. Watch it. You gotta believe. You gotta speak. You gotta speak. You gotta speak. Oh, Romans three and twenty one. Oh, glory to God. Amen. I backed up. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go further. I ain't gonna back up because I'll be here for another hour. Hebrews eleven and six says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." For anyone who comes to God must believe that He is, believe that He exists. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. The word impossible means that it is no way whatsoever to do a particular thing. So it is no way whatsoever to please God without faith. All of the preaching I do, I can't please God if I don't have faith. All of the missions I go on, I can't please God if I don't have faith. All of the singing we do, we can't please God if we don't have, we will entertain people, but we won't please God. And it's not people that we have to be concerned about. It's God that we must be concerned about. Problem with a lot of Christians that we get caught up in the entertainment end of it. We like for people to praise us. Oh, Lord have mercy. We do things for people to pat us on our backs, people to give us accolades rather than seeking to please God. Without faith, it is impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we don't live by the established law of faith, there is no way under the sun that we can please God. Why? Because if we don't live by faith, we will be violating God's cardinal principle or God's cardinal law that He instituted to protect us and to ensure that in His kingdom we have a right to life, we have a right to liberty, and we have a right to ownership. So if you don't live by faith, you're violating God's law. Mm. Jesus said, <sighs> Again, I've come that you might have in Luke chapter, well, somewhere in there. I didn't write the reference down. John ten ten. I've come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. So, if we don't believe that, not just mentally agreeing with it, but an actual agreement and accepting and grasping it, we fail to please God. And the life that Christ died to give us will escape from us. A lot of people have joined the church, but they don't believe God. And the life that the Lord has promised to give is escaping them. And you see it every day. You see people every day who they'll talk about God and they'll say, I know God. But then things are just not happening their lives don't even try to line up with God. They've forsaken the body of believers. Let me tell you something. It's dangerous to forsake the body of believers. That's why the admonition in the scripture is, uh, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as is the manner of some. And it is the manner of some today. The church has no re- relevance. The church has a whole lot of relevance because <laughs> you, those people who missed today didn't hear the testimony of God's goodness in my life. You might tell them, but it's different from being in the sanctuary. They missed. They're not hearing the word. that talks about the law of faith. And so they're not able to grasp this, this abundant life. God is far away from them in their minds, in their lives. In their, they're talking about him, but every day the devil is having a fields day in their lives.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: The Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. But they become ours in actuality only as we grasp them by faith. So when I read the promise, I've got to grasp it by faith. I've got to speak it, amen, over and over and over again in my life. I've got to get it rooted in my mind and in my psyche and my spirit that what God has said is for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it, the promise to enter his rest. And remember when I taught on that? We talked about the faith rest, the faith, the rest that comes in faith. All right? For uh, it says here, uh, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the gospel preached to us, just as they did, but the word preached to them did not profit them. Why did it not profit them? Because those who heard it did not mix it with faith. So then the word of God can't profit you. You may hear it preached, you may read it, but you've got to mix it with faith in order for it to, be, to profit you in your life. Faith, God's law. The fullness of God's blessing is for those who claim it, and so far as they claim it, by faith, by faith. Joshua 1 and 3, the Lord said to Joshua, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon That have I given to you, as I said to Moses. Now, if your feet don't tread on certain places, you won't get it. So if your feet, if your spiritual feet are not treading in faith, you won't get it. You won't get it. You won't get it. The only way his feet didn't tread on more is that he didn't walk on more. Every place you put your feet. Every place your feet tread on. God said to Joshua, I'll give it to you. What do you believe in God for? Where's your feet treading? The only reason did he get more? Because his feet didn't tread on it. Faith. Faith pushes you. Faith pushes you to tread on board. The law of faith is, is vital, not only because it's God's supreme law, but because of what it does for us. Faith puts a demand on the believer. If I'm going to live in faith, if I'm going to walk in faith, amen, it demands that I know the word of the Lord. Are y'all listening? If I'm boring you all, I'll say amen right now and end this. Y'all Okay. Yeah, yeah. It puts a demand on you. So if you really have faith, faith's going to push you to know the word of the Lord. Amen. So then, so then, I'm daily in the word. I'm looking for devotionals that's going to give me a, something somebody else wrote that has a different perspective on what, what, I've, what I've read or what I'm thinking about. Faith is putting a demand on me to know the word even more. Amen. So you share what you're going through through people of faith so that they can speak into your life. Amen. And prayerfully give a perspective on something that you're going through that you hadn't thought about. And then you go back to the word and you find evidence in the word. Amen. Faith puts a demand on you that you know the word because faith is based on the word of God. There is no way you can live by faith without knowing the word of God. Amen. What is your faith based on if it's not on the word of God? If you live by faith, faith demands that you love God and that you love God's people because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Because I'm born again, his love is in me, I got to love you. I have to love you, I can't. There's no room for hatred because hatred is gonna abort something in the process. If you're gonna live by faith, it demands that you're, you're a good steward of God's resources. You're not gonna waste what God has given to you. If you're gonna live by faith, it demands that you cast out fear. It demands that you cast out unsoundness of mind. Why are we putting such an emphasis on sound doctrine? Because we're in faith, and we understand that if our doctrine is not sound, then our faith will not be sound. It puts a demand on you. puts a demand on you. Yeah, puts a demand. The law of faith. The law of faith. Faith opens the door. It opens the door to receive the blessings of God. Hebrews 11, verse 11, and by faith, even Sarah, when she was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had promised. She was past childbearing age. Sometimes you feel like you washed up Sometimes you feel like you're done for, but your faith hmm, will cause the door of God's blessings to be open. You see, when people say you're done, doesn't mean God says you're done. When the devil put your thought in your mind, put the thought in your mind that you're done, doesn't mean that God says you're done. Sarah comm- considered God faithful, who made the promise. So, 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 God said, "You're gonna have a child." The child was not through Ishmael. See, sometimes in faith, this is how the devil gets to working. Things are not working right. And you look for an alternative. Don't look for an alternative. Because the promise was not through Ishmael and Hagar. The promise was through through Sarah. Isaac was gonna be, was gonna be born. So, so so don't 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 abort the process. Don't look for a substitute. Wait for your Isaac. Because you got to consider him faithful who promised. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it looks like. And remember, remember, you can't see God's working. Can't see him working. But you got to know that even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Because you'll never see The just live by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. I may not see it with my natural eye, but oh, I see it by faith. God, give me the patience to wait. Give me the fortitude to wait until you manifest it. Because God, if you said it, you'll do it. Hallelujah. You are not a man that you should lie, nor are you the son of man that you should repent. Has the Lord said it and he won't do it? He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. God put this principle of faith in place. Not works. Not works. Faith will produce works. But you can't work to get what God wants for you. Faith has been put in place. As a means for us to enjoy the, to have and to enjoy the abundant life that God has given to us. You know, the day is going to come when I'll close my eyes and go home to be with the Lord. But it's not right now. Hallelujah. God is not finished with me yet. I bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I don't worry about that day when I'll close my eyes. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Amen. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to live in faith. And I'm going to believe God for what he said in his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going I'm to live by the principle of faith. There are some other things I want God to do. I will live by the principle of faith. I've been praying. I said, God, you said it in your word. Jesus, you said if any two of us, Amen, would agree on earth as touching anything. Y'all ought to write that down. You ought to put it on your doorpost. You ought to put it on your refrigerator. You ought to put it on the commode handle. Put it everywhere. If any two of us, amen, agree on earth as touching anything, the Father in heaven will do it. Put it, write it down. Isn't that what God told the children of Israel to do? And when he gave them the write it on the, on the doorpost of your house. Put it on your forehead. Put it where you can see it. Amen. So you begin to get this ingrained in you. God, you said it in your word, and I stand on your word. It's by faith. The law of the kingdom. We live by faith, not by sight, not by works. Live by faith. God honors faith. Remember, you have an enemy that's fighting against you. But God won't give you over to the will of your enemy. You say, well, uh, Pastor, God let Satan touch Job. Satan wanted to kill Job. God said, do everything but take his life. He didn't give him over to the will of the enemy. Sometimes we'll go through stuff in life that may be very serious and very difficult, but we got to remember that God promised he won't give us over to the will of our enemy. And he said, if any two of us would agree on earth, touching anything, find somebody that, that believes this word. Don't be touching and agreeing with people that don't believe the word. because they're not in agreement. They may tell you they're in agreement, but you finish praying, and then their mind's gone a different direction. Oh, you know, the doctor said Bishop's cancer came back. I hope he overcome. Don't be hoping. Don't be hoping. No, I didn't need you hoping. I needed you believing what God said, that if we touched and agreed that nothing would be there. And that's what I ask of, that, that God would do it, and I ask God. We ask God to do that. God did it. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this thing of faith is very serious. We got to get it right, saints. We got to get it right. We got to get this faith issue right. This is the law of the kingdom. and We got to learn how to live by faith. And how to watch out for those things that will try to undermine our faith. Those little foxes that try to come in and spoil our vines. Cause us to step out of faith and step into the flesh. Stay in faith. And if you step out of faith and step into the flesh, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and we confess our sins. Don't stay out there. Don't let the devil make you think, oh, I messed up the Lord will never forgive me again. No, 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 no. He will. I pray that you've been blessed in some way this morning. I didn't preach the message like I wanted to preach it, but I pray that you got the message. What do you believe in God for today? This is the altar call. If you're believing God for something in your life right now, And you can share that with somebody in the sanctuary. Find that person based on Matthew 18 and 19. If any two of you agree on earth as touching anything, my Father in heaven will do it for you. So there's something you need God to do for you. And you've not prayed about it. But there's somebody that you can trust, that you can touch and agree with. Go to that person right now. And I ask you that if you if somebody comes to you and asks you to stand in agreement with them, then what you all pray for that it stays right here in the sanctuary. And if you don't feel like you can do that, if there's nothing you're believing God for, that's fine. But but we need to practice what we preach. And I believe this is the time to do it. So I want you to find that person now. And ask the Lord. Now you got to tell them what you want God to do. And ask them will they agree with you. And ask the Lord to do it. God said He would. You got to talk to the person now. Don't wait for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're watching me on Facebook. If you're in your house. Uh, even if you're alone right now, the Lord give you grace during this day. Find another believer. There's something you're going through in your life. Find another believer. And based on this scripture, pray the prayer of faith. Jesus said if any two of you agree on earth as touching anything you ask, his Father in heaven would do it. Pray it and believe it, and ask God. Yeah. So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the law of faith that you put in place, the law that requires faith. Thank you, God, that we live by faith. Thank you, God, that you respond to faith. Thank you, Lord, that your will for us is that we prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. Thank you, Lord, that what you said you will do. You've proven it, Father. You're not a man that you should lie, nor are you the son of man that you should change your mind. What you said you perform. You watch over your word to perform it. You'll bring it to pass. Thank you, God, for those of us in this congregation who've experienced you bringing your word to pass in our lives. Thank you, God, for what you've done in my body and in my life. Thank you, God, for the testimony that was given today. Thank you for the testimonies that will come forth. As your people live by faith and appropriate your word the word of faith in their lives. Help us to be keenly aware of any attempt of the enemy to draw us out of faith. Help us, Lord, to bridle our tongues so that we don't say things that don't line up with faith. Help us, Lord. Bring our minds into subjection, that we bring every thought into captivity to obedience to you, Lord, so that our thoughts won't run amok and all kinds of things go through our minds. Today, we submit our minds to you. Be in control. Help us, Lord, to develop a love for your word that we will Dig into your word, we'll find the promises of your scriptures, that we will stand on your promises in the midst of what we're going through. And now, Lord, as we have touched and agreed today, as people around the sanctuary have, have touched and agreed today on things that they want you to do in their lives. You said, Lord Jesus, that your Father in heaven would do it. You're not a respecter of persons. We believe you, Lord, for you doing what has been asked of you to do. God, we believe you today. Jesus, you said he would do it. We believe you for it being
0: done. And we give you praise now. And we look for the testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. If there's anybody who doesn't know Christ as Savior and Lord today, we want to give you that opportunity to come give your life to Jesus. If you're watching us online and you want to confess Christ as Savior and Lord, you know, I said in a prayer that God is no respecter of persons. You may not know everything there is to know about the Lord. You're not expected to know everything there is to know about the Lord. You need to know this. Jesus gave his life on the cross to satisfy divine justice so that you could be acceptable to God, so that you could be saved He took your place. He was the atoning sacrifice for you so that you could be saved. Accept what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary and ask him to come into your life and be your Savior and your Lord. He will do that. That starts the process. That opens the door for the Lord to begin to move in your life. You may not understand everything about the law of faith, but the first thing you need to understand is to believe in faith that Jesus gave his life for you. Accept him. Start the process. This is a growing process, but you got to get started. You can't continue to put it off. you got to get started. Today can be your starting point. If you're watching me online today, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself, but I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe what that preacher said. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me from my sin. I receive you now. I give you my life so that you will be my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me.
0: I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause,